Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, friends. If you grew up close to Toronto and are familiar with CFTO News or CTV Sports in the late 80s and 90s, you remember my guest. He's my favorite sportscaster of all time. It's Joe Tilly from the Great Canadian Sports Show, formerly of CTV Sports. He's your favorite broadcaster. You know it. <laughs> he came by today to talk about his amazing career, what he's up to now. Where was he when Joe Carter hit that home run in 1993? Where was he when the Toronto Blue Jays won the World Series for the first time? So many questions. We try to get to them all. It's Joe Tilly this week on Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast. Do Did Will, Story of People podcast for another week returns uh, with one of my like favorite broadcasters of all time. I'm an Ontario boy, Southern Ontario boy, living in Vancouver now. I had to adjust to the Vancouver style of broadcasting when I moved out here like 18 years ago. But before I moved out here, Joe Tilly, CFTO, CTV Sports, welcome to the show. Now the host of uh, the Great Canadian Sports Show on YouTube and Facebook Live. Welcome to Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast. That's a nice picture. Thanks, Brent. Uh, good to have you on, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's an older picture, but that's good. Yeah, that's great. It's it's uh, well, it's it's the picture that's on there. It's an older picture, though. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I uh, was uh, I had about a thirty-five year run at CFTO CTV, so that was a pretty good, pretty good run, especially in, in this day and age, right? Oh my God. And it's, it's just so the broadcasting and just the world in general of content creation has just changed so much that, that, uh, you know, we still have our news broadcasts and we still have our sports and, and, and all the rest. But I, uh, there was something special about your broadcast team, uh, coming Come through that up. for us. Yeah, it was amazing. CFTO and Lance <laughs> Brown and everybody, Tom Gibney and Gail Smith and everybody that was there at that oh time. Oh my gosh, man. Like all the way back. Like it was just, a, uh. a, it was so much fun. And my, just from a personal standpoint, you guys always covered WrestleMania. We you covered, were the, you were the only the big, ones. <laughs> big everything, everything, especially when it was Toronto, right? We had to cover it when it was Toronto. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious. It would, I, I, I could, uh, I remember going to a bar in Port Perry, Ontario, watching uh, WrestleMania four at Crandall's, and then going on the and then going on the uh, what do you call it uh, the news that night, and it was like, and WrestleMania happened tonight. I'm like, how is CFTO covering WrestleMania? It was just amazing. So it was just yeah. just as a kid growing up, it was like it gave it 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 gave weight to my love of of um, of whatever that was. At the well, time. okay, so we had a, a show called uh, Sports Beat today back in the early '90s. And uh, WrestleMania was coming up, and we did an interview with uh, Hulk Hogan. Wow. And so our, our producer, Mike Ongarado, uh, had a really nice effect. What he did is he uh, he put up, uh, you know how you'd have a, like a green screen behind you? You would see a little, you know. Yeah. And the weatherman had a green screen, and he did that kind of stuff. Well, we had, we had the whole wall became a green screen, the whole wall. 
And so we had Hulk Hogan projected on the entire wall when we were doing this interview with uh, with Hulk Hogan because it's big. It's right. WrestleMania. Yeah. Put Hulk up there. So uh, uh, we did, and it was it was pretty cool. It was one of the more more fun interviews we ever ever did for the show, no doubt about it. And Hulk is so animated, right? I know. At that time, especially, it was so over the mm. top. So um, oh, yeah. for everybody, uh, you know, listening around the world, I mean, this this show is growing, which is wonderful. Um, but why don't we tell everybody uh, what you do, man? What are you doing now? What do, what do, what do you currently do right now, Joe? Well, we have a, a, a show. It's called Joe Tilly's Great Canadian Sports Show. And it, it's um, an internet show, obviously. That's what all the shows are these days. But... Um, and so uh, what happens is I, I have a guest every week and every week, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's somebody either a former, uh, either a current or former broadcaster, a current or former athlete or current or former coach, for example, Scotty Bowman, Lennox Lewis, uh, Donovan Bailey, uh, Paul Henderson, um, you know, we've had tons and tons well 152 guests uh wow. recently we had dan shulman um and jeff days, merrick yeah. was on the show uh, uh and uh bob bob mccown is coming up this week so uh, that was that, yeah. that must have been an adjustment uh, I, I like to talk to people in broadcasting that that were used to a structure uh we'll get into the did portion but as you're doing this now the undertaking of going onto Facebook Live, going onto YouTube and, and kind of getting out of that comfortable space that you discussed earlier about, you know, people would do all these things for you and now you have to kind of produce it yourself and and it must have been a huge undertaking. But with your history in broadcasting and the people that you know, at least it probably would have been a little bit easier booking guests and having people come on to be able to talk. Well, my producer, the producer for the show, his name is Vic uh, Vir Virgilio. And Vic uh, used to be an editor and slash camera person. And uh, well, he, he's done it all, right? He for, for Dome Productions, but he also worked at CFTO, CTV. And uh, he, I was started doing my show and he called me up one day. He says, Joe, I want to produce your show. And I said, okay. Because at that time, it was uh, kind of just before COVID. Yeah. And we were doing it live. And and, uh, and and we well we're doing it live anyways do it, we do it live anyway but we're doing it in person you know at, at a at a bar and so uh, yeah, Vic came to watch the show and 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 so uh, he he uh, he thought this is great he says what but I'd like to add a, add an element to it I'd like to produce it for my place so I don't have to walk around hauling equipment et cetera et cetera and I'd like to um, uh, we can do it anywhere and you can have your guests can be anywhere. So you don't have to be in a specific location. Yeah. And that worked out just about the time that COVID started to, to hit. And, and uh, it was crazy, the timing of it, but it worked out well because, you know, we had Boris Salming from Stockholm and we had, uh, you know, I had, I've had uh, 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 guests in Melbourne, Australia. I've had guests uh, all over the, all over the planet. Right. Yeah. And uh, and you can do that because uh, the technology because the technology yeah. is there. Well, I liked the early incarnation of the show where you were still doing sports highlights, kind of on the 
tonight, you know, and then you would do, is there, is there any legal aspect to that? I did, I did want to ask you about that question because you were kind of okay. in, in front of a TV and there was some highlights, but is there legal ramifications? There's to doing no, that? I, I still, I still do it. I still, yeah, do I just, because, I'm just curious uh, how, how you do it. You know? So what, what I do is I, I run highlights and, uh, um, it's kind of like, a. It's like, I think probably a couple of a few factors. One of the factors is that because of my time in the business, because of the connections that I have, but it it, it adds value. It adds it's a value proposition for you know the leagues. Yeah, it's a value proposition for you know the the networks that are promoted as a result and everything else. So. Uh, I get to use some of the stuff I actually shoot myself. I go I go to the fights, you know, sometimes, and I'll shoot them, shoot it myself. And sometimes I have other people that shoot stuff for me. And, and then, and then some of the, some of the highlights I just uh, I, I grab from the from the highlight packs and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I air the highlights, and uh, it, it works out. Do you get so? Do you have like a like a when you're accessing those highlights? So is there like a I don't want you to give away any secrets, but it, is it common? Anyone can just grab yeah, every, them and then start their own they're, show. They're, they're available for everybody. Uh, mm. If you if you're starting your own show, you might get some pushback from the various leagues and, and various uh, yeah. networks because uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it's it, it just you might get some pushback. But the, I, I think the way I do it and 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 uh, sort of the connections I have and. You know, a lot of the people who I have on the show, for example, are from the networks. You know, Ron McLean, sure, uh, Jeff Merrick, uh, 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 Dan Shulman. Like, give me, it, it's like uh, uh, Ken Reed. Uh, you know, it, it's like these are people that uh, you know are, are are connected to. You know, and when we run their stuff, we run highlights of, the, of their career and, and everything else. It's uh, you know, it. it it's uh, it's promotional for them. It's promotional for the network to a degree, and and uh, and I people are used to watching me run highlight packs of local sports. Yeah. And if you're not aware, I, I I'm in, in Toronto now. I, I don't know what's like in Vancouver, Brent, but in Toronto now, it, it's you don't get it very. Most stations don't have local sports at all. Uh, they have they they'll have a, a news anchor reading a short voiceover and, you're right and, I, you're, that's, that's a great it. point that's, that's a great it. point so there, there's no more local sports period and, and so uh you know I, I cover stuff that you would never see on the local television stations anymore it's the stuff that i used to run when i when i was on local television and when there was local sports on, on the various networks that's the kind of stuff you 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 would have you would have seen, and that's what I run now. So, so that's an opportunity to see local sports, and um, that's I think that's great. kind of the I, only opportunity to see it really. I think that's great. Rob Fay does a little bit of that out here. He Rob Fay uh, was with the Vancouver Canadians, and then he started his own wrestling company, and then he did a bunch of things, and then he I think he went on CKNW out here. I'm regionalizing it, so at the listener at home is going to be like, what, right. what, what? But so in, Van in Vancouver, is Rob related to Brad? Uh, good question. I don't think okay. so. They different spelling. Okay. But okay. but uh, okay, yeah. but uh, yeah. it's just for people listening at home, like where Joe, like as I said, mentioned CTV is like our biggest. 
I would say our biggest network nationwide across the country, uh, or at least equivalent to one of the big three in America, NBC, ABC, there was CTV Global. Uh, CTV was the biggest network as far as I was concerned in Toronto and their sports department. But Joe would always have like a local flair to it. And out here, there's a little bit of it, but uh, it's definitely with the change of broadcasting, with the change of people and the way the news is presented, the way things are presented, there just doesn't seem to be enough time for it uh, right. as well as local programming. So kudos on you for keeping that going. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to, the, the, the young athletes appreciate it as well, which is key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what, when, when, when there's, you know, when it gets to crunch time and the OHL, uh, the AHL, uh, you know, I, I'll run, run some highlights of that stuff. I throw some tennis on there. I mean, I, it's all kinds of, uh, kinds of stuff stuff is covered you know i cover some of the mls stuff you wouldn't see anywhere else and so it's uh yeah yeah craig forrest there's another guest i had craig forrest yeah yeah mm-hmm. so anyway uh it, it's uh my 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 show is just me and somebody do and it's an interview format and once in a while i have a couple of guests on like uh you know we had uh, gabby boudreau and mark Curtin and and uh you know Few other, and Brad Smith on at the same time type thing, talking hockey and back in their Maple Leaf days and stuff like that. And so we've had you know more than one guest on occasion, but uh, generally speaking, it's me and a guest, and that's the show. And then I run a highlight pack separately and, and post it separately every week. Enjoying it, uh, enjoying it. Obviously, it's keeping you occupied and, and busy and all the rest of it. Is it making it worth your while? Or is it more passion? Yeah. Right now? Well, yeah. you know what? It, it's it's fun. I really like it. I like doing it. And it's, yeah. it, it, it's a hoot for me to do these. You know, I, I get a chance to talk to some of my heroes. I did a sit down with uh, with uh, Frank Mahovlich. OK, oh, yeah. so when I was a kid, Frank Mahovlich was my hero. Okay. And and uh, and so uh, Frank, no, most as I mentioned, most of my guests are, are you know, are via internet, and and, and uh, uh, we do a, something called a VMix. It's like a Zoom style format, so my guests can be anywhere. But Frank didn't have an iPhone. Frank didn't have an iPad. Frank didn't have an internet system that he could do the show on. We had to do it in person. So yeah. we did it at his favorite restaurant, and we sat down and and, and did the uh, did the piece there. It was great, and he was just amazing, and uh, such a great guy and a gentleman and a real, you know, quality individual. And you know, and being my hero too, it was one of one of the fun stuff. But so I get to do stuff like that, and fun. and uh, and uh, yeah, you know, we've had Wendell Clark, and we've had uh, you know Rick Five, and you know. Scotty Bowman was crazy. The stories that he had, and uh, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of different guests, and you know, we covered a lot of different topics. You know, addiction, and we covered uh, you know uh, mental health. We had Ron Ellis talk about his journey and his uh, his his you know his struggles with mental health and how he he got uh, you know through some tough times. And yeah, so anyway, it, it's it's uh, we try to. You know, uh, we had Bernice uh, Carnegie on talking about her her dad's, uh, you know, journey through the, the, the racist uh, business of, of hockey back in the day, and and uh, so we uh, we we try to cover some some stuff with some some depth to it, and uh, uh, but we also get a chance to uh, you know meet the real people, right? Like, you know, we talk about real life stuff and we talk about, uh, uh, you know, 
yeah, we, we meet some cool people and I, I, I get that opportunity. So it's fun for me. Well, being an, and right now too, especially being an independent journalist, like, you know, you are, you get to create your own content. So you get to carve that out any way you want to, you get to speak to these people. It's such a, yeah. it's so much fun. I, I want to dive into um, how you did it. So this, I, 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 how did you do it? We, we know the show came together based out of, you know, as you said, prior to COVID, but can you walk me through a little bit of your journey into, into broadcasting, into CFTO, CTV, and sort of the departure from there and where you, where you've landed now? Well, so, I mean, you want to begin at the beginning, like what we got me into broadcasting in the first place? In essence, sort of, there, there was a driving factor, and then you end up okay, with so, CTV. So I'd like, I'd like to, to kind of right. hear the, but that journey, especially when you came in, because it would have been competitive too. So Well, yeah. So when I first got into the business way back, and in, in my first job in, in the business was 1982, and I was going to school at the University of Alberta, and uh, I... I was taking drama. I was going to be an actor. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I was an amateur boxer for a period of time and I actually considered a professional career at one time, but I, uh, I decided that, you know, a lot of the fighters I knew and it, uh, got hurt and it was a tough business and it's a tough way to earn a living. And, uh, and so I decided that as when I started to working, I, I was going to be an actor, right? And then yeah. when I when I, I was taking drama in school, and then you know, being a, I got I was in plays, and I did some uh, you know some ad lib stuff, and and, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But anyway, um, my last year at university, I started working for the campus radio station. I was a big sports fan always, and I started doing sportscasts on a regular basis, uh, two or three times a week. In, in the morning and then I started working on some of the campus productions we did you know some golden bears hockey and and uh and I uh, really really enjoyed it and I I decided you know what I don't know as an actor I don't know where my next meal's coming from really mm -hmm. I don't I I don't know how uh there's not much you know uh consistency in terms of uh, like uh, stability and and I'd met my wife to be, and we were going to get married, and and we wanted to settle in, and and so uh, I uh, I started putting tapes together. Decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a sportscaster, and so I uh, went to uh, CFRN, which is a CTV affiliate in, in Edmonton, and I talked to Al McCann, who was a sports director at the time, and he sort of talked about what I I would need to do, and he said. And I, I talked to a, a, a few different guys, and and they all said the same thing. Basically, you got to pay your dues, right? You got to pay your dues. You got to find a place. You got to start small, and you got to you know uh, um, get your experience and, and go from there. So here I am working at the campus radio station, paying my dues to a degree, and then I started sending tapes out. And just after I graduated, I ended up getting a job in Red Deer, Alberta. And uh, it was a pretty cool job because I got to do, I did radio news from five to 10. And then at 11.30, I did a sports cast on TV. Nice. So that was a, a great opportunity. Plus Red Deer's halfway between Edmonton and Calgary. So it's a place where people, you know, get to see me a little bit. I get a little bit of exposure because to me, it might, the goal with the dream job would be, would have been Edmonton, like being, this, being the new Al McCann, right? And, and uh, so uh, I started working there and doing the, doing the sports cast. And then uh, an opening came up in Lethbridge for a sports director at CFCN Lethbridge. Uh, 
And so uh, I applied for that job and I got that job. And uh, I'd been there for about, I don't know, eight or ten, eight or eight or nine months. And I just, I decided to send a tape to Pat Marsden just, just for shits and giggles, right? I, I didn't, uh, I didn't expect to get hired in, at CFTO TV Toronto, but uh, my goal was to, to introduce myself to Pat, who would be a guy who would have a lot of contacts across the country, who would have some good ideas about a direction to follow, like where my next move might be. I mean, whether it be Yorkton, Saskatchewan or whatever, uh, maybe Pat would be able to give me some guidance. So I sent him a, an audition tape and I, uh, he, he got the tape and the, and the next day, Fergie Oliver, who had been at CFTO mm. for 22 years, quit. He went and told Pat that he's, you know, he was doing Blue Jays baseball. He didn't have time to do the nightly sports show anymore. And, and so he, uh, he was packing it in. So uh, Pat had just seen my tape and he phoned me up and he says, well, this is the way this business works. He said, we have an opportunity here in Toronto. And he said, I like your work and I think you can uh, slide in and fit in nicely. So uh, wow. I got, uh, got uh, they flew me into Toronto for an interview and I, uh, I, you know, got the job <laughs> and uh, the rest is history there, I guess. And it's such a, it's, you have such a common story as far as like the Red Deers and the, the Dawson Creeks and almost everybody like, you know, Lachlan Cross and Edmonton. He's like, oh, I had to go here and I had to go there. And all the broadcasters that I know were all like had started that small station, which before I think City TV or CFTO or, or sorry, not City TV, CTV, CFTO, um, sort of bought up everything and the conglomerate happened. There was a lot of independent, you know, places that were allowed to, you know, spread their wings a bit and have their individual programming. What a great way, like in Red Deer, to be able to, to do that. Uh, I remember growing up in Ontario and we had P like Peterborough. I mean, geez, that, that station was amazing. And the new VR and Barry, uh, I had Carolyn Frolic on a couple episodes, like a few of the last year on, on the show. Mm -hmm. and she was at the new VR and Barry. And I remember that I loved that station and all the independents, that we grew up on were amazing. And those, those very independent sports shows were always so fun. Right. And you know, it, it's, it's such a subjective business because I remember when I was just, uh, you know, at, at, at university and sending tapes out, uh, sending tapes out to radio stations and having them turn me, turn me down. And I was talking to Dan Shulman on the show when, when he was on there, couple of weeks ago and we talked about uh you know his first job was in barry he brought barry up and and uh he he applied for a job in toronto and was told basically uh you just buddy you just you just haven't got what it takes uh, to, to work in this market <laughs> and i was uh, i remember getting the same i getting the same thing i i, I sent a tape to a guy and and uh, I went down and did an actual, did a physical audition there. And, and the guy said to me, he says, uh, and this is a, a place called CFCW. And it was, a, it was a radio station outside of Edmonton, a place called Wetaskiwin. And, and, but there was, there was a, a significant Edmonton-based audience because, because they uh, were a country station and, and, and country music is pretty popular out that way. It always has been. And uh, so uh, he, he, the guy there said, uh, "Yeah, you know what? You just you, you just haven't got what it takes to work in in, a, in this this market." 
to me, right? And uh, and a couple of years later, and then a couple of years after after that, like Dan and I are both working in Toronto, and just after that, Dan's on ESPN, and Dan, right? And he was told by by people. People don't know anything. I'm always no. a fan. Talent wins. Talent wins, and drive and motivation usually will yeah. get you there in some capacity. You'll end up in some place that you aimed to get to, and then you just got to decide whether. Yeah, you know, that whether you're going to kick that door down or whether you're just right. going to leave it slightly open. Right? But it's stick to itiveness too, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it's like belief in your believe in yourself, believe you could do it, and don't listen to uh, you know the critiques of people who don't know, but don't believe everything that you hear because uh, the truth is, if if you just keep plugging away, that you know around that next corner, the opportunity is going to be there, and you just have to just keep plugging ahead, putting one foot in front of the other, and eventually, if you stay with it. You're going to succeed, but that's what that's what the key is. You have to stick with it. You have to stay with it. You have to believe in yourself and know that you can do it, and trust that intuition that you have. And eventually, you're you're going to get that opportunity. You know, so many people have quit. You know, just right before the miracle happened. You know what I mean? Just, just that neck around that next bend, around the next corner was going to be that opportunity that they were waiting for, and they just quit a second too early, right? Joe Tilly, host of the Great Canadian Sports Show here on Do Did Will, a Story of People podcast. Uh, back to that that, that segment of C- CFTO. You get the job, you roll in. Um, it, it's it's a big it's a big deal. I mean, it's the biggest Toronto news station, as we mentioned, or at least one of the top three. And um, we all have impressions of what news was like back then, like a newsroom yeah. was like back then. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, do you think that the broadcasting, uh, the kids coming through now, uh, that are on these broad like on these networks, their hands are tied a bit as far as the creativity because you guys always seem to have a bit of. Um, I I feel like maybe you you caught the be- the end of the independent kind of phase into the beginning of the corporate phase, but then got out before it really dove into corporate and creativity was taken away from everybody. So is that, are you seeing that right now in the broadcasting space? Well, it's become really, yeah, yeah. I guess it's become real factory, right? So they've got, uh, you know, first of all, the money's out there. So they they don't have there. So that's why, uh, you've got such a high turnover. Like a- anybody who's, you know, if you look at all, all, all the big stations across the country, all the, you know, the people that have been around for a while, they're all gone now because they've been replaced by people who are cheaper, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what, when you've got, you know, corporations running the show, they're always looking at the bottom line and they're always trying to keep sure holders happy and they're trying to make sure their profits are ma- maximized and, and that's what their job is, is to maximize profits. Now, for many years, uh, CFTO, CTV was the number one station in Canada. And the reason they were, were is because consistency. You knew who you were going to see on there. Mm-hmm. You knew that at, at 6 o'clock, it was going to be Tom Gibney and Gail Smith and Pat Marston and Arthur Vale, you know, or, and then Lance, you know, or then, and then, and then, uh, at 11.30, you were going to see Ken Shaw, Christine Bentley, Joe Tilly, or Ken Shaw, Pauline Chan, Joe Tilly, and then Ken and Gerard Allman, and, you know, and Bill Hutchison. Or you, you knew who you are going to see. Consistently, groups were together for 10, 15, 20 years. You know, uh, Dave Duvall and, mm-hmm. and Ken and Chris and I, I think we're, we're, we're together for like maybe 20 years. Or close to it. 
And, and so that consistency, people become familiar with seeing a certain group on TV and, and people that they feel comfortable with and like to watch. But yeah, and, and that's what, uh, and that consistency was really, really important. Uh, people trying to keep, you know, uh, trying to keep up with CFTO, CTV, they would, there would be the revolving door. They try this person and they try that person and they try that person and, because they're looking for the right click, the right connection. But the connection was if you stick to it. And that's what City did. City became a real, uh, a real uh, significant uh, challenger to CFTO because they were consistent. They were, they were, they were Gordon Martineau. Right, yeah. they were Jim McKenney and then and Catherine Humphreys. They were, you know, that group. They, you knew who you were going to see, and and, and uh, uh, so that that consistency that in, in in the Toronto market, that's what that's what you really need to have. That's what you you really need to have, and uh, you know that's why CTV National News with Lloyd Robertson for uh, fifty years. You know? Well, and you're right, and we all we all tune in to our familiar people and and to your point about city tv i mean that was coming out of the 299 queen west thing too which was also such a great vibe speaker's corner you had um uh, you had much music there you had everything so it, it even the news mm. broadcast had that loose yeah. feel to it so that was uh that was pretty pretty cool but everything back then had its thing and and that's what i loved about and i don't, I don't want to stay on the porch and be like back when i grew up on tv but Everything had its thing. Global had Wind Terrio. Uh, you guys had the, the broadcast. You had all the really great dramas afterwards. Um, just everything had its own thing. CT, City TV played all the movies. So we, mm -hmm. we there was no there was competition, but everyone knew where to go for everything. And now everyone's being sent everywhere for everything. And it's, it's uh, to your point, it's a little bit uh, scattered. So you do this, and then I, I would I would say the the biggest moment in Toronto sports history, and I and I I know outside of all the the Stanley Cups, but to me, when the Blue Jays first won the World Series in '92, that was like, what? They actually can win something. However. Uh, I, I still, uh, I'll fight anybody on this one. This has to be the greatest moment in Toronto sports history. It has to be right. walk off home run, 1993, Joe Carter. I mean, I, it still gives me chills. And today, uh, not to timestamp it too, too much, but today is the anniversary of that, of that giant hit. Um, do you remember, uh, were you at the six o'clock desk? Were you at the eleven thirty desk? Were you at the game? Where were you when that moment happened? And it must have been one of the greatest moments of your sports broadcasting career. <laughs> I, I was at the station, right? I was putting yeah. the show together, and uh, you know, it was leading the news. It was leading the, you know, everything, right? And uh, and uh, when when uh, when that happened, it was just. It was incredible. It's just like everybody lit up and everybody, uh, everybody in the, well, I mean, that, that, the Jays were the only story in town for that period of time. For, Absolutely. Those, for that two year period, they were the only story in town. And if you remember the, the, uh, the crazy mob scene we had downtown and, you know, uh, it went on for hours, but it was, it was, it was just, it was all good stuff. You know what I mean? It was all, it was people, just uh, responding to a, an amazing event and, and having a good time. And it was really, really great. And I remember, you know, uh, coming out of, uh, out of the, um, we were, we were the year before that we were, 
my wife and I went to game five, I think it was, against the Braves. Mm-hmm. And the Jays had a chance to wrap it up, and they didn't. But on our way in there, we stopped at some of the shops downtown, and there were people, you know, they had T-shirts, and they had all this stuff. And, 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 uh, and, and uh, it, was, it was just... You know, it was just crazy. It was bedlam everywhere. It was just so much fun. The buzz was was everywhere. The buzz was everywhere. And uh, and then '93, the way the way that it that it ended with that you know historic game-winning home run. Like when when an event ends in that in dramatic fashion like that. You know, I mean, in not in in '92, it was you know it was the out. It was Carter. Yeah. Throwing, interestingly enough, was in on throwing to, to Mike Timlin covering, and then and then it was for the final out, and then it, and then in in '93 was it was Carter with the big with the big home run. It's different circumstances, but f- clearly that '93 homer was 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 a more dramatic ending. You know, do you think that that moment uh, solidified Toronto uh, around the world? or at least internationally but in North America, because uh, take the, like hockey still at, at that point, there wasn't really a TV deal. Like, I mean, Leafs winning the cup and all these sort of things. Great. But every kind of city has its moment. And I even, I've been in Vancouver since 2005, but even myself prior to expo, no one really knew much about Vancouver. Then the Olympics happened. And I think everyone, including the world was like, Oh, Vancouver. So to me, I felt like that moment when they won in originally against the Braves, people were like, Oh, there's a baseball team up there. That was the first thing. The second thing was like, oh, and they can win big giant games. Do you think that that put Toronto on the map around the world? Because then we had the Raptors afterwards. We have all this stuff kind of yeah. following after. Well, I, I'd say probably, you know, when it comes to putting Toronto on the map around the world, I would think that the Raptors would have had a bigger effect than than the Jays even because, well, I mean, it's still really baseball has kind of always been a North American thing, whereas sure. basketball is pretty much a global thing. And, 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 you know, hockey's, it's got its pockets around, around yeah. the world, but, but really it's, it's, it's a Canadian thing more than anything. So, but um, yeah, well, when, when you know, Bob Costas was calling that game in 92 and he, and his line was for the first time in history, they, World Series trophy is heading north of the border. That was great, and that was a pretty cool call. It was a pretty cool moment, and and, and it made you feel, yeah, yeah, this is something really cool. It was very yeah. special. It yeah. was very special, uh, yeah. and obviously, it would have been a fun moment for you in, in broadcasting. So, mm-hmm. uh, you got the podcast. Uh, you're currently being warm in the south right now. But what's what's the plan, sir? What will you do next? Uh, I'm just going to continue doing this, right? Like I like this, uh, this, this, uh, this particular gig. It's, uh, it's fun. I get to talk to people that I want to talk to and I get to, uh, dive, delve into issues that I'd like to, to get into. And, 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 uh, yeah, it's just something I really enjoy doing. I've talked to my, you know, my son about it and, and we were just talking about it like a week ago and he said, what is it? And I said, you know what? I, I just like doing it. I, I just like doing it. So I'm just, I'll keep doing it till I don't like doing it anymore. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, you're doing a wonderful job and I think it's amazing uh, for uh, independent sports and for just the fact that you're still out there doing it and, and just 
doing it on your terms and and keeping it out there, keeping that face out there that we grew up with and loved and and that voice. And uh, Joe, I really appreciate you making the time to come on Duty to Build a Story People podcast today. So where can people find you online, man? Uh, well, it's a, uh, uh, the show is called Joe Tilly's Great Canadian Sports Show. And I, interestingly enough, we, we, we go on Facebook and it's it's got a huge following on Facebook. We take cl- snippets and you can find little clips of it on, uh, you know, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, X, I should, I should say. And sure. uh, YouTube, we have, uh, you, all, all our past shows are easy to find on YouTube. And we do like a little, a lot of clips from the show and we do a lot of shorts and I do other things too. Like, uh, you know, uh, I do, I, I've done a series of, of, uh, items called, uh, in a nutshell and in a nutshell, who is Wayne Gretzky? Who is Michael Jordan in a nutshell? Who is, oh. uh, who is, uh, uh, coming up? Who is Muhammad Ali in a nutshell? And it, it, it's just, there's a bunch of shorts on there anyway. Uh, uh, shorts from the show clips we've taken from uh, you know our guests that are you know because we you know rather than sit down and watch 45 minutes or whatever interview with with the guests you you can find some like a three or four minute short where you know Larry Robinson talks about the hit that he delivered on Gary Dornhofer which broke the boards at the uh, you know in Philadelphia so at the Philly Forum so well, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. blast. And I, and I absolutely, uh, I, I think I, it's wonderful that you're doing it. I, it's funny for my watchers, my camera actually just died. So I switched over just at the last second and rescued it while I isolated you. So uh, I am learning a little bit about this broadcasting thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, good. yeah. Uh, Joe, thanks. Uh, people find you online on Twitter and all the rest of it at Joe Tilly. Uh, uh, and, and, and at Joe Swiss Tilly on Twitter, at Joe Swiss Tilly, uh, Instagram, um, Joe Tilly on, uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, Joe Tilly's Great Canadian Sports Show on Facebook, and uh, Joe Tilly's Great Canadian Sports Show on YouTube. So uh, there you go. Wonderful stuff. Uh, thanks again, Joe. That's Joe Tilly, everybody, host of the Great Canadian Sports Show, one of my favorite broadcasters of all time, and making time for this little show. I really appreciate it. It is thanks, Digital, Brad. the Story of People podcast on the Crime Media for another week. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.